I never gamble with my money. Only with my life. <laughs> okay, Brendan Fraser. All right, I see you. <laughs> so we're covering... Oh, this is The Swamp. It's our podcast. We're talking about movies, and this week we're talking about the movie, The Mummy. But also, I'm backtracking here. Our podcast is an acronym. Stands for some whack-ass movie podcasting. Wow, that was really out of order. But <laughs> um, thank you for listening and joining us for our last installment of our Pride Month series where we covered queer sexual awakening movies. And although this was the first time both of Mm -hmm. us had seen this movie, I think it is just, like, culturally known as being the bi movie. Yeah. Like, every bi person is obsessed with The Mummy. And we got a fair amount of people writing it being, like, The Mummy. And so I just, it felt right to wrap it up. And also, I mean, I'll get into it, but this really feels like a culmination of a lot of the other movies we've covered this month, as far as, like, tone and themes. Yeah. I don't know, we can get into we, it. But. Honestly, we touched on, like, a lot of action-adventure movies. Which, I-, I feel like part of the sexual awakening aspect is- Is it the like action? The, <laughs> and the adventure? Like, the, yeah, <laughs> Or, like, right, right, or, like, just, like, watching the characters get to do stuff, like, it's kind of like, do I want to be them or do I want to fuck them? Like, yeah, I want to be on a pirate ship. I want to be- Kira Knightley. I want to be swinging from that rope with you. I want you to be fighting off mummies to save my life. The only- I have no envy of the action taking place in this movie, though, because I simply- they do a lot of running. It just wouldn't be for me. I just like the outfits. I have a lo- I think that's another part of like queer sexual awakening and also like having gender envy yeah. is like that you are like I don't know if I just think you're hot or if I just want to wear your outfit. Yeah, this movie because we, we talked about it in the pirates episode. You talked a lot about how like the pirate outfit is your jam. This for me it was really striking a nerve. I was sitting there, like, watching it, the, the button-up, the suspenders, the tall boots, and the, like, the double-breasted holsters. I've never uh, wanted an outfit more. The little holster vest. What is it about the little holster vest that's just so sexy? Like... It's the way they rip them out, too, you know what I mean? And there's nothing sexy about firearms. No. Don't get me twisted uh-uh. on that. There's nothing but sexy the about guns. It's just the little leather, the little, the accessories. If you could keep, like... It's a, the accessories. Like, instead of, like, guns, like, like those tiny little mini bottles of wine in your holster vest. <laughs> that's me. That's who I want to be. Or, like, two granola bars. <laughs> like, when I feel like my blood sugar is getting low and you rip out, like, two little yeah. Nature Valley granola <laughs> what, bars. What, what, like, thank God. What do you keep in your holster vest instead of guns? <laughs> Tums. Yeah, oh, that's a good one. Tums in one side, <laughs> wine in the other. <laughs> a little travel bottle. Yeah, right, so that I can I can prep my wine with Tums, because I'm like, I know this is going to give me great. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I'm hoping that most of you have seen this movie. It was. It felt a little weird to me that I hadn't seen this movie. I'd seen, okay, I'd seen like maybe 20 minutes of this movie when I was like super young, and it was that scene where the bug crawls into the guy's skin, and then I immediately turned it off. I said, nope, this isn't for me. I'm done here. No. I had like nightmares about that for like a while. It really freaked me out. So like watching this again as a 23-year-old, I was like, yeah, no, that tracks. Like I should have been fucking terrified as an 8-year-old with a bug crawling into my skin. Yeah. See, I also I had never seen this movie, but I just like knew from like memes and like 
cultural things that it's like every bisexual person is obsessed with the mummy because Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weiss are both so hot. And I was like, okay. And then I just like never really felt the yeah. need to, I don't know. I, it always, it kind of like lumps in with like the Indiana Jones movies mm. to me as those like late nineties, early two thousands, like action adventure Like, I don't know. I just like never watched them and then really felt like I had seen enough of that category to like, like I get it. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, mm-hmm. they're all kind of yeah, the same. exactly. But there's this, action, there's adventure, good. there's a damsel in distress, there's treasure. Like, that's all you need. The man looks sexy. Um, yeah. <laughs> Even though he's being so misogynistic the whole time, like, why is he? So oh yeah, hot? it's bad. <laughs> it's because he's got those little bangs. It's his hair. Oh my the God, 90s I haircut and like. Whew, I was like, the reason bi people love this is because both of them have great bangs. Oh my god. Her hair in this is insane. Like, this is, like, probably one of my her- best, like... I mean, in general, her outfits are insane. You were talking about it before this. But your, like, sheer nightgown. It's very Kira Knightley. Like, I'm just gonna keep talking about how this is, like, very, like, Pirates of the Caribbean to me. Yeah. But it's very... Like, her hair, perfect. Every- no matter what. She just got spit out of a sand tornado. It's gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like the little bangs, and the movie is set in the 1920s. Yeah, like 1925, So I it's like, I really, oh, I really think they, like, captured, like, that era of, like, the baby bangs, but her hair is curly, mm-hmm. so they're, like, fucking perfect. Yeah. Uh, and then he's got, like, the floppy, like, the boy bangs, like, kind of what <laughs> I've got going on. Yeah. So I'm just like, yeah, it's, I really feel like it all boils down to, like, having gender, like, I, like I'm having hair envy, I'm having costume envy, gender I'm having envy. gender envy. <laughs> It's everything on top of each other. Like, it's like it's a lot for me to handle. And that's, and that's, I was having like realizations think, while watching why, this. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think that's why like this is like, you know, the bisexual movie or or whatever, because I'm like, I can't pick. I'm like, whose bangs do I want more? Whose costume do I want more? Like I'm I'm conflicted. Yeah. I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. How can I pick? They're both so good. <laughs> no, exactly. Uh do we wanna give like a small recap though? Cause I have a lot to say about this movie. Okay, yeah, I would say, like, the shortest recap ever. Like, because this movie, I'm, I, you know, I've said it before, it's two hours long, really did not need to be that long. I didn't there hate are so it. many, like, I, I didn't hate it, but there were times, like, the, the long, drawn-out fight sequences, the chase sequences, and, like, and then, like, the fights that I feel like we see, like, the amount of times that the white people have to fight the, like, bodyguard, the pharaoh's yeah. guard team. It happens, like, nine times, so I'm like, oh, Come okay. on, let's move it along. Like, we're fighting again. Uh, but that aside, it starts off with, in ancient Egypt, the priest, Imhotep, is having an affair with the pharaoh's little side piece. Like, not even his wife, just, like, his, like, mistress, mm-hmm. who is in... Just like the sluttiest. That's how I. That's outfit. how I knew I was into in for it because this movie starts up and she like we said sheer nightgown for Rachel Weiss in this. No, no, no. This is like like two strings, not even mesh. It's not mesh. It so actually it's painted on her skin. I looked it up because I was. It's they painted that oh on her God. skin because they wanted the effect of it being like skin tight, but they like couldn't find like laundry or whatever. To, so they literally just painted on her. So she's straight up naked. <laughs> and they just painted on her. It's not wild, uh-huh. but it's it's giving like Savage X Fenty no, really? like, <laughs> debut, like at the Victoria's Secret fashion show type uh, moment. And so she is clearly like the 
object of his affection. So they're having a little side affair. And then the pharaoh finds out. So they kill the pharaoh. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, this is too, you know, this, we've got a good thing going. So they kill the pharaoh. Then the pharaoh's guard comes in and they kill Imhotep in this, like, they basically, like, mummify him alive. Mm -hmm. They, like, wrap him up and put all the scarab beetles Mm -hmm. in with him and then they curse him. And they're like, this curse, it's a doozy. We don't usually whip this one (laughs) off, but honestly, it's feeling right. For you, we just might. (laughs) And then the side piece she just kills herself and she's like i know that you can bring me back um so oh well she kills herself and then he tries to bring her back and then yeah, they yeah. find him so it's like a whole thing but basically she's dead he gets fucked alive it's a whole thing and then we fast forward to the future where brendan fraser is with like the french army and they're like doing some i don't know fucking treasure hunting or some shit um, some real like white people basically, shit yeah, some, like, colonialism, like, stealing cultural yeah. artifacts yeah. type shit, which is just, like, the basis this of the whole movie. movie. And, then, and then he gets, like, captured or whatever, and then we fast forward a few more years, and he's, like, been in jail, and his ha- hair is all, like, raggedy and stuff, but then we get introduced to our other protagonists, which are Evelyn and Jonathan, and their brother and sister, and they're in Egypt, and they, like, work at a library, and they're, like, researchers or whatever. <laughs> um because their parents were, like, also Egyptologist researchers, so they're just, like, around. And they want to know about this book or whatever, or, like, the key or the map or something, and Brendan Fraser knows about it, so they're about to hang Brendan Fraser, like, after so many years. (laughs) For some reason, it's happening now, and she, like, buys... They, like, literally hang Brendan Fraser. It's actually scientifically impossible that his neck would not have snapped. They, like, literally straight up hang him, and he's, like, flailing and thrashing, and then she's like, I'll give you, like, 500 doubloons or whatever, <laughs> and so then they they cut him free, and they're like, fine, he, he can guide you on your Egypt trip or whatever, um, and so, because he's got all the information, and basically, she just wants to go for, like, education and, like, curiosity. There's also a team of Americans, are they American Americans. or are they British? Americans who are, like, treasure hunters. So they're kind of, like, both going at the same time. And there's a little tension there. But so Brendan Fraser, who... What's his name? Rick O'Connell. Rick (laughs) O'Connell. And he guides them to the... I don't know. The Lost City thing. I have no idea. The place where all the shit is going (laughs) down. The treasure, the mummies, all that good stuff. He guides them there. Multiple encounters with the guards of, like, the pharaoh's guards who basically vowed to, like, not let white people fuck with the Mm -hmm. curse. Just doing their job. (laughs) Just trying their best. Um, and they go, obviously, they poke around a bunch of artifacts, they fucking unleash the curse, they, like, get the book and they read the words from the book, which, like, makes Imhotep's mummy, like, reanimate into liveliness, but in order to, like, become fully not a mummy anymore and just a god he has to like suck the life basically out of all the people who were there when they did the curse and then also like side motivation he also wants to like put the soul of the bitch in the lingerie like he wants to sacrifice evelyn to like bring (laughs) her back because i guess because evelyn's the only woman around yeah that's he's like like, i need someone with a puss 
Yeah, he's like, uh, you're also hot, so it will do. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't think I don't think her brother's soul would have quite worked. <laughs> and the the whole time, it's like everyone being like, no, this isn't a big deal. Curses are fake, and then like literally like whack shit is happening and mummies are growing around they're like ha 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 no and then people like literally like getting fucking murdered and corpsified (laughs) um and then basically a lot of like fighting and the mummy and they're they're trying to defeat the mummy even though he's like an immortal being that cannot die and then how do they even kill they like have they oh they turn immortal they turn him. They like read more from the book or whatever, right? And they yeah, turn basically. him mortal, and then they just kill him because he's just he's just a exactly guy now. just just a dude. <laughs> and then Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weisz kiss on top of a camel, and it's super yep. hot. And that's the movie. <laughs> that's the whole movie. That's and that's excluding like forty-seven different like chase sequences yeah. and beetles crawling into people's yeah. skin. And a little misogyny. A lot of misogyny. Which is, really takes a special type to just be, like, so outwardly sexist towards your, like, supposed love interest in the film, and yet I'm still rooting for it. I'm like, by God. I'm like, how am I still, like, rooting for them Mm -hmm. to hook up, even though he's, like, literally, like, calling her a dumb bitch and, like, locking her in rooms and being like, you're fucking useless, even though she's the only person who ever, like... To be fair, she does... She also does some stupid white She's the one that got the, like, everyone into this mess in the first place. She's the one that just started, that just started reading spells and curses and everything like that. Like, it was nothing. <laughs> like, she is a dumb bitch for that. But at the same time, that, Brendan Fraser true. can't call her a dumb bitch because he is the one that led them on this little expedition, so... Yeah. But... And he also, I don't know, clearly does not know enough about the lore to be making the big decisions. Really? He just wields two guns. And that's it. But it starts out, like, their first interaction is, like, him behind bars and her basically being like, Hey, I heard you know a lot about, like, how to get to the city. Can you help me out? And then he, like, fake, he, like, kisses her as a distraction which, it, like, that whole thing is just so weird. He just, like, surprise kisses her, like, just grabs her and just, like, mm-hmm. forcefully through bars. I'm like, literally, what? Like, no, I did not yeah. like that. And then just, it's, like, very much that tone going forward of, like, him always just kind of, like, pushing her around. I don't know. Yeah. She she does very much play, like, the damsel in distress role in mm-hmm. this movie. And that's literally it. And then it's like, oh, well, she can read hieroglyphics. Yeah. And that's the one thing <laughs> she's got. And she, I mean, we can get into sort of the, like, questionably racist elements of this movie a little bit, but, like, she says, basically, she explains to him, like, oh, my dad was, like, an adventurer, and my mom was Egyptian, and that's uh-huh. why I care so much about this shit. And I'm like, first of all, that's just incorrect. Like, I mean, like, in the, I, the context of this movie, but, like, literally, the her and her brother are played by white actors. Rachel Weisz yeah. is not Egyptian. She's white. She's uh-huh. Jewish. Like, I'm like, you just got, like, the, the two most, like, straight-up European-looking people, and I'm like, you're trying really? to tell me that they're half Egyptian? Yeah, that's, nice try, guys. <laughs> but apparently that's why she cares so much, and that's, and she's a librarian, but she wants to, like, get some sort of fellowship to, like, be an Egyptologist uh-huh. or something. At the beginning, she, like, has a passing comment that, like, her application got rejected by some, like, 
university or whatever, right? But her whole thing is that she wants to be doing, like, you know, archaeology, boots Mm -hmm. on the ground type investigative. She's trying to be Indiana Jones. Yeah, for sure. And she's just a librarian at the moment. So she's Mm -hmm. really taking things into her own hands here. Mm -hmm. Did you feel really seen when she has, she has, like, this little, like, spiel when she's drunk. And she's like, you know what? I'm proud of what I am. And he's like, yeah, what's that? And she says, a librarian. librarian. <laughs> I I literally was like, me. I'm like, I wish... I wish I looked that good stacking books. That opening <laughs> scene where she's stacking the books and then she, like, gets stuck on the ladder. I'm like, ooh. I wish it was that fun. No. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine pushing over hundreds of thousands of books like that? It was giving Big Weld. It was giving Big Weld Industries. It was giving, uh, I've locked myself away and created an elaborate Domino Rube Goldberg contraption. I'm like, why are the bookshelves stacked ever so? So that precariously and one perfectly. just knocks all of them. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay. Okay, Big Weld. But. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> um, do you think, because I mean, like, like I said, like, Rachel Weiss is basically, like, the big damsel in distress, like, in this whole scene, like, the entire movie, but do you think, like, at the same time, like, she's strapped down to, like, a plate, like, about to be sacrificed, and, like, she must have been terrified, but at the same time, I'm sitting there, I'm like, you know she's sitting there, and she's like, damn, this is crazy, this is so this cool, is- like, how- <laughs> Like, I would have never thought that this stuff is real, but look- <laughs> Oh my god, that's like, yeah, when the when Imhotep's, like, mummy first, like, kind of comes back to life, but he's still very much, like, a gangly, fleshy, corpse. gross corpse. Like, and they have their first interaction. She's acting scared, but she's not acting that scared. She's just kind of like, oh no. Ah. Oh, <laughs> ah. Your bones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's probably like, okay, this is scary, but, like, kind of Cool. This is kind of sick. <laughs> she's like, I'm writing a dissertation about this later. Yeah, she's like, try rejecting my application again, Harvard. <laughs> I literally, I literally brought back the ten plagues of Egypt, so suck on it. <laughs> <laughs> so, my question for you, I have a quick question, is did you have, like, an Egyptology phase as a kid? Because I think, like, a lot of kids did, but my thing is, like, do you think that the 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 mummy Egyptology phase as a child was, like, a pipeline to, like, gay? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, I definitely think the, like, um, Greek mythology to gay pipeline is certainly <laughs> very much there. Or, like, also, I feel like Greek mythology kid to, like, a str- like gay astrology bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it's linear. It's also very... Yeah, I don't know. I, I personally definitely was more, like, of the Percy Jackson... Okay. ...Greek mythology, but I think I did read, because then the Percy Jackson series had, like, a spin-off series that was about Egypt, like, oh. gods. So I definitely read that, and then I think I had all of those, if anyone else shouts out to the kids who had the, I just called them the ology books, but yep. it was like, they, it was like fake science, and it was like <laughs> wizardology, fairyology, but there was also an Egyptology one, which was a little more actually yeah. educational, but I just remember there was this really cool page that had the, um, like, the sarcophagus, and it was like basically like a flip book that you could, like, fold out each layer, and it would show, like, the golden, because it was, like, basically, like, 
a coffin in a coffin in a coffin. Like, there were, like, four oh, yeah. different fucking layers. And then in each one, the sort of, like, this is what they did to ferment and preserve this layer. And this mm-hmm. is where they put all the personal objects that they needed to take with them in the afterlife. And, like, all that cool shit. So, mm-hmm. I definitely, I, like, didn't read any of the words, but I definitely looked at the pictures, like, type, <laughs> yeah. type beat. No. Uh, but I, I wouldn't have called myself, like, right now if I were to regurgitate anything substantial about, like ancient Egypt, it would just be, like, from the pieces of, like, art history classes I took in college, which is, like, not a ton. Yeah, Um, see, I did have the Egyptology phase, for sure. I remember having, like, a- I remember having, like, a big book about, like, King Tut and everything like that, and about how they mummified stuff, and similarly to your thing, how it was, like, a pop-up, it was, like, they were, like, kind of, like, you could pull apart the pieces sort of bit, and it was, like, there was, like, I remember specifically there was one page where it was, like, you can, like, pull his brains out of his nose. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's how they did it, and isn't that so quirky and fun? (laughs) Yeah, um... But it's so funny because I had that huge phase and I never watched this movie. And my thing is, like, do you think... Because I feel like everyone, like, around, like, the early 2000s had this phase. I'm like, did this movie set it in motion or was it just weirdly, like, lined up? Yeah, I don't know because this movie came out in 1999. And so I feel like by the time I was, like, into that kind of shit, I'm gonna say, like, what, ages, like, 10 through 12? Yeah, it was already past. Uh, it, yeah, it was already passed, and I don't think I would have been, like, interested in watching, like, I would have probably attributed this to, like, the kind of movie my parents would watch, yeah. you know? I was probably more into, like, the, like, preteen kind of, like, dystopian fiction media that mm-hmm. was kind of taking hold you. at that time. So I probably wouldn't have gone back to watch something. I, yeah, I don't know if maybe just, like, people our age if this passes uh-huh. over, but I mean, clearly not, because everyone fucking loves it, so. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I, if I saw this movie when I was younger, I probably would have come out sooner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you saw that body paint, and you're like, I have something to tell you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Can we have a chat? <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> so Rachel Weiss's dewy cheekbones... Dude, it's crazy. She would, like... Her... She would have had me wrapped around her little finger. Her makeup team went so hard. Like, not only did the costumes in this movie go so hard, but her pencil-thin eyebrows, her 1920 pencil-thin eyebrows, she always has, like, like a little bit of a lip stain, like a, like a more than chapstick, but, like, less than a gloss, kind of, like, a little lip <laughs> the stain, perfect, and then, yeah, the like, the lip. highlight, uh-huh. the dewy highlight, and again, she's, like, tumbles out of a sandstorm, and mm-hmm. yet she looks, like, no. Mm-mm. Yeah, impossible. I'll tell you what, though, is they really went in the entire opposite direction with her brother's eyebrows. I think that was one of the first things I noticed in this t- entire movie. I was like, oh god, his eyebrows are crazy. I yeah. can see he got all of the genes on that, and Rachel got none of them. His character was really confusing to me, because- I couldn't tell like, who I he really, was supposed to be. You know what I mean? I, like, the, they did not just, like, pick a direction. Because at first, he was kind of the, like, bumbling, like, kind of- Not stupid, but, like- kind of, like, bumbling, doesn't really understand his yeah. sister, but is just kind Goofy of kind of jackass brother. Yeah, 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 and he's always kind of an asshole. But then at one point, he starts, like, drinking a lot, and so then he's kind of, like, the drunk. 
But then he's also, like, he gets to go, like, Brendan Fraser clearly has more respect for him than he does for Evelyn because he's a man. So he's like, you can come with me on the expedition, but Evelyn, you have to stay at home. (laughs) And so then he kind of takes the, like, oh, like, I'm going on the expedition even though I don't really give a shit kind of vibe. It was, like, really, it was not picking a direction. Well, it felt a lot like, you know how, like, they have those, like goofy little side pieces, which is what, like, Benny was in this movie sort of thing. I feel like, like, they tried to, like, like, that's what Benny was, and they were like, oh, shit, what do we have for this guy now? You know what I mean? Yeah. They're like, ah, we'll just give him a a handful of things to do, and that's it. And they're like, same, same idea with the, the guy that gets eaten by all the bugs. You know what I mean? Yes. It was just like, they just decided to, like, put a ton of guys that were, like, super into gold in it. Yeah. (laughs) And that was it. <laughs> Which also, there's that one scene where, like, Benny pretty much, like, gets recruited to be on the mummy's team sort of thing. Because he starts, yes. like, speaking, like, uh, Hebrew. Hebrew. <laughs> he starts speaking Hebrew and he's like, oh, the slave language. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Literally, that scene made no goddamn sense because he, like, the joke, the bit was that he had all the different religious, yeah. like, iconography on different necklaces. And so, like, in his last moment, he, like, pulls up the cross and says something about Jesus. Then he pulls up the Star of David, you know, Buddha, oh, yeah. and he starts speaking Chinese. And it was, yeah, it's a whole thing. And he ends with the Star of David and he starts speaking Hebrew. And the mummy's like, the slave language. I sure do have a purpose for you. And then the purpose is, like, to, like, go be a hitman. <laughs> like, it, like, doesn't involve speaking Hebrew even a little oh, bit. Oh, no, nothing. Like, he's like, yeah, can you go get that guy whose, like, eyeballs I sucked out? Can you just, like, get him in a room and can you finagle it so I can just, like, finish the job? Like, what what the fuck does that have to do? I don't know. With, uh, like, the, the connection? I was just like, okay. I just really like that scene because he, like... Like, when he was, like, kind of, like, pitting Benny against a corner and being, like, yo, be my guy, he, like, pulls out, like, gold, like, a handful of gold. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there, I'm like, where did he have that? Like, in his skin pockets? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's, like, we very much, reach. it's, like, the same thing as, like, Barbosa in fucking Pirates of the Caribbean with the apple. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, oh where did God, you have God, that this entire time? That? Reaches in between two ribs, just into like the the lower intestine, <laughs> just in the flaps. Let me have this loose hand of gold beetles, little gold beetles. Uh-huh. Does this just rumble around? You? Do you just keep it like in your jaw? That's like falling apart. <laughs> that was the big visual gag here. Was that his yeah. jaw was always kind of unhinging, and then he was like getting it back into place. How did you feel about the CGI in this movie? Because I think it's bad, and I think people who are like, no, it's kind of iconic for the time, it holds up, I just disagree. It's just bad. It's just bad. I think it could have been worse. I don't think it was good. I don't think it was as bad as it could have been. But, like, obviously, like, I'm, I'm literally, I'm just going to keep talking about pirates. Um, like, what, two years later, pirates came out, and, I mean, the CGI was, like, better. It was better. But I wouldn't say it was, like, leaps and bounds better. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just think there were a lot of moments where they, like, overutilized it. That I'm like, you did not need to be CGing in, like, things here. Mm. Like, things that could have been, like, like set design or, like, practically done. Mm-hmm. That just... Like, I understand that they needed to CG the mummy because that's, yeah. like, the whole thing is that he's, like... But, like, I don't know, big moments were, like, a swoop, a gust of sand that, like, has a face in it, but it just, like, doesn't quite look right. I'm like, you didn't need to put that in there. Yeah. I was like, nice try. 
Yeah, you know... It was distractingly bad, but that's part of the fun about watching a movie from 1999, exactly. I think, is being like, oh, distractingly bad CGI. Yeah, you're like, this I'm is awful, but whatever. You know what wasn't CGI, though? Was Brendan Fraser throwing a chair at Benny? Oh, let <laughs> me tell you what. I would let him throw a chair at me like that. I'd let him throw me that's around true. like we did with Benny. That was, like, the entire movie. It's, like, probably, like, 10% of it was just him smacking around this little dude. That was, like, an entire right. plot point. Just him throwing just him over the side of a boat or up against a wall. Him up. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> that was, like, at one point, so he throws the chair at him, and then he, like, picks him up by the collar, and he holds him up to the ceiling fan to, like, get him to, like, talk. Yeah. And then he slams him down on a table, and then he parts his legs, and Brendan <laughs> Fraser stands in between his legs and leans over him to, like get more information on it, I'm like, this is sexual. I'm like, this is... I'm like, Benny's getting hard. Like, <laughs> is that Something's just your gun holster? Are you excited to see? <laughs> <laughs> but I was just like, immediately he like, parses like, to make room for yeah, Brendan Fraser like, to get in It's there. like muscle memory. Mind, yeah. They spend years <laughs> in the deserts together. Like, come on. <laughs> This movie's horny. We've already talked about it. Cause is Benny not also the guy who like slammed the no, door that's on exactly him in the who last he is. minute? Yeah. yeah, and the first so they, they have tension. Mm-hmm. They have a little back and forth. They have there's, a little history. There's unfinished business there. <laughs> <laughs> and Benny obviously knows it. <laughs> um as much as like the CGI and everything like that in this movie isn't good. I did really like the hijinks. I think that, like, like this is sort of in the same vein of, like, like how Marvel movies, it's all the same shit and all that, but, like, this is, like, and it's very 1999 and everything like that, but I did not mind all the action sequences. Um, I do sometimes like a good action movie. I'd say it, it skews, like, 40 to 60%, 40% me being, like, I like it, 60% me usually hating it. Um, mm-hmm. but this one, this one I could deal with. I liked all the practical effects and everything like that, which was not too much, but, like, when it was done, it was done pretty decently. And I think Brendan Fraser just did a great job with, like, his fight scenes. Oh. He, he does, like, almost all of his own yeah. stunts. So, and there's this whole thing about how when they did the hanging scene, they, like, legitimately hung him. <laughs> and he, like, and he passed out. And they had to, like, resuscitate him on site because they, like, literally almost killed him. And there's actually a whole thing. So if we want to get into a little bit of, I love and support Brendan Fraser. And yes. I will be his champion of just, like, rooting for him always. Yeah, we're a Brendan Fraser he, podcast. He, like, did not have a super hot time in Hollywood no. during his, like, peak and he doing a lot of his own stunts, and I think he was cast to be, like, that sort of guy, like, George of the Jungle, mm-hmm. action movie type, and he did a lot of his own stuff, but it really, like, took a serious toll on his body, mm-hmm. and he had to get, like, so many surgeries and stuff to, like, make up for the damage that being in these films did on his body. And, like, literally hearing that they, like, legit hung him is, like, fucking crazy. That's like, what? That's why we need, like, unions. Like, yeah, really. <laughs> we need, like, actors' unions to make sure that this shit is, like, safe. Um, because he was put in a lot of really unsafe situations. But also he was uh, sexually assaulted by the Hollywood Foreign Press Association president in 2003. Mm-hmm. And then he didn't say anything about it until the Me Too movement in 2018. And then he was literally blacklisted. Yep. Which is, like, why he isn't really in a ton of shit anymore. Yeah. I think um, he's on his comeback he now. Does- 
which is yes, great. Yes, I think people are, because ever since he's, like, done more interviews about it and talked about it, and being, like, yeah, Hollywood literally blacklisted me, like, and just, like, being open about it, I think he's getting cast and more stuff, but he primarily does, like, voice acting mm-hmm. work and, like, smaller stuff now, but yeah, I'm hoping for the Brendan Fraser return, because he just, he fucking slaps so hard. Yeah, oh, I love him. I feel like he was a big part uh, of, like, a lot like, of people's childhoods, honestly. And, again, I don't know, like, we purposefully didn't talk about any of the Johnny Depp Amber Heard mm-hmm. stuff in our Pirates episode, but I think there's a lot to be said about, like, if you actually want to address, like, men who've been sexually assaulted, there are so many men in Hollywood who have come forward about it who have not received that level of support. Mm-hmm. Like, Terry Crews, Brendan Fraser, there's just, like, a laundry list of them. So if you're gonna, like, be, if you're gonna champion that cause, then, like, do it across the board. Don't just cherry pick who you want to do it yep. from. That's my thought on that yeah. matter. Um, well but said. that's, in it's, like, cases like this, yeah, I'm like, let's, let's all rally behind Brendan Fraser, then. For real. You know? Like, come on now. Um... But also, oh my god, did you ever see Journey to the Center of the Earth? I feel yeah. like that was like my first Brendan yes, Fraser like exposure as a child. That was, because we talked about this come a out bit. like Yeah, that movie with what little um, Josh Hutcherson. Josh Hutcherson. I loved that movie. I, I remember seeing it in the theaters specifically and being like, oh. <laughs> What's going on here? It's like on the one hand, it's like Josh Hutcherson who's like more your age and you're like, oh my god. But then also there's like adult Brendan Fraser and you're like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, I think you were saying about like the 60-40 split of enjoying action movies. I think the thing that tips it for me is if it's also a period piece. Yes, this, I really like liked this. Or, or like thematically, like with Pirates of the Caribbean, like it's it's a pirate movie. It's not just things that are just straight action movie, like I don't know, like the fucking Departed or whatever, yeah. where it's just like guys fighting and for what? I'm like, where's the drama and the conforma? Right. Where are the costumes? Where's the historical? This context? is why the Fast like, and the Furious me, movies please. don't do anything for me. Exactly, or like I've never seen any of the John Wicks, but I like don't really no. feel the need to. I'm like, but if if it's a action movie that's like also like period piece adjacent, that. That's what gives it into that 40% for mm-hmm. me, I think. Because I think it's... Those movies are silly. They're supposed to be silly. And I feel like you... A lot of them take themselves way too seriously. And then when they do have comedic moments, it's like someone shoots someone. And then it's like, <laughs> told you so. Yeah. Or like a, like a ha-ha scoffy. Whereas I feel like the... Like, even though there were like quippy things mm-hmm. like that in this, it was so not taking itself seriously. Right. It was Brendan Fraser literally being like... And now I'm saying a catchphrase. Yeah, literally. (laughs) I felt like this was, like, the quippy dialogue in this was a little bit more tastefully done than, like, last week. We talked about how it was, like, a bit much with Stick It. It was a lot with Stick It. But, like, this, I feel like it was kind of, like, balanced out. It was, like, like, every ten minutes instead of every two minutes. (laughs) Right. And I think it's also the difference of, like, how earnest it feels or how, like... We're just trying to be a little bit stupid, you know, rather than being like, this is hashtag sarcasm and I'm being sarcastic yeah. or being like, this movie is a little stupid. So the way people talk is going to be kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we said that the difference between like Stick It and Juno, you know, Juno's just like very self-awarely, yeah. like people are talking weird. Uh-huh. Um. 
bum ba ba bum Guess who's back at it again with another interim podcast segment? It's my lovely mother, Jen. She comes in, she asks us two things. We all just say which one we like better. It's a fun game. It's called Chocolate or Vanilla. She's the host. Jen, how are you doing? I'm really good. How are you guys? A bird shat on my head on my walk into work this morning, so <laughs> I... My whole day was ruined, but hopefully this round of chocolate or vanilla will revive me. I was going to say, I got high praise from many of my coworkers today, so I'm buzzing. I had a better work day than Dara. How are you, Jen? Actually, you already uh, said you're good, but yeah. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, a bird did not shit on my head today. Exactly. I've never, <laughs> I've never had a bird shit on me. Me neither. It's pooped on my car. I've literally had a bird directly shit on me multiple times in my life. Am I just, I think I'm just like so unlucky. (laughs) No, it's, everyone's like, oh, a bird pooped on you? That's good luck. And I'm like, fuck you. You're not the one who had to wash bird shit out of your hair in the sink at work. I don't feel lucky. But... Anyways, I'm hoping this round of chocolate or vanilla will revive me, Jen. Is there a theme? There is no theme. This is just willy-nilly, <sighs> no theme. I love it. Willy-nilly, <laughs> no theme. Embracing the chaos. I, I say, really feel this today. I, I think no theme is my favorite theme. Oh. I Yeah, this Good is... And uh, uh, as far as no theme goes, if you have ideas for themes for chocolate or vanilla, slide into our DMs. Let us know, because we love to hear it from you. And, like, nothing is too silly. Um, so anything you ever think would be, like, a fun thing to do on the show, let us know. But no theme is also a really fun theme, so let's fucking get into it. All right, uh, chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Uh, I'm gonna go vanilla, of course. Chocolate. Uh, chocolate, vanilla, or strawberry? Chocolate. Yeah, I'm sticking with vanilla today. Yeah, I'm going to go strawberry. All right, first one is gummy bears or gummy worms. I actually recently was in a gas station just, like, deciding this in real time. And I picked the gummy worms because... Or no, the gummy bears because they're one flavor. And you Mm. can, like... I feel like, like, oh, I want a red one now. Whereas gummy worms are always, like, two-toned. So it's just, like, it clashes sometimes. True. Uh, I'm going to go gummy worms, though, because I can more often than not find the sour gummy worms. I don't feel like Mm. sour gummy bears are, like, a thing. Um, I'm going to go gummy bears. Um, Margarita or Mai Tai? I don't like tequila, and I wish I did, because it seems really convenient, because a Marg seems like a lot of fun, but I don't like tequila, so I'm going to pick a Mai Tai. Love a Mai Tai. I love tequila. That's probably my favorite liquor. Um, but I do love a Mai Tai as well, because it's just four different types of rum, um, and I'm bound to get a smash. But today I'll pick margarita, because after this I am planning on making myself one with, um, Trader Joe's has jalapeno limeade right now. Yes. I literally bought that recently, and I bought that, and I was like, Is it good? This is gonna be good in a mixed drink. It's like, it just kinda tastes like limeade, but... I love anything as a mixer. Like you say, I'm gonna put like tahini on the rim. Yes. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah, margarita day. Yeah, I'm going with Rita just because of how Emily described her margarita night. (laughs) (laughs) I love a margarita though. That's actually probably my favorite mixed drink. It's so classic, and there's so you can do it so many different ways. Yeah, strawberry margarita, pineapple margarita, mango margarita, any any sort of fruit. Just Rita. Just go through. All the fruits. <laughs> I might. All I the might. Fruit syrups. Should I keep going? <laughs> um, Watermelon. <laughs> no, uh, next one: beach house or lake house? 
I'm gonna go with beach house just because sometimes a lake house doesn't have surrounding activities so if you're not a person mm. who likes water sports you might not like your only other choice is maybe like hiking and again if you're like 12 and not that athletic it's like okay you can do like water sports or hiking whereas beach I feel like there's always like a pier with fried dough and a roller coaster and like I don't know beaches tend to have more like touristy attraction-y shit so just like variety so i'm gonna go with beach house i think i'm gonna pick lake house for the same reason i guess because there's nothing around like if i want like solitude that also like beach houses don't have like any tree coverage i like a little tree coverage around my house and then there's some <laughs> lake <laughs> good point good point i i still would pick a beach house <laughs> i love walking on the beach um mm. Next one is breakfast for dinner or going out for breakfast. Ooh. I'm okay, this is really hard. Breakfast is my favorite meal of the day. My favorite food of all time is an eggs benedict. I will stake that in the ground as like I don't have a lot of like favorites for things, but that is like absolutely definitely one of my favorites. So I think I have to say going out for breakfast because I feel like food tastes better when somebody else makes it for you. Um, and I think you have more options at a restaurant as far as breakfast goes, because if you want, like, eggs, hash browns, bacon, and toast, they just give that to you in five minutes, where if you have to make all that shit for yourself in your house, that's gonna take a long time. That's a lot of moving pieces. That's a lot of components. So, I just like the the wide variety of things that I can get at a breakfast restaurant all at once. So, Mm. for that, I will say going out for breakfast. I'm going to say breakfast for dinner um, because I'm not very much of a breakfast person. I Breakfast feels very limiting to me. Every other meal, I can have anything I want. And you know what? Sometimes for dinner, I want breakfast for dinner instead. Also, I think it just tastes better when you have it at night. But that's just me. That's true. Yeah, right? Yeah, you're more you're more like hungry, ready to appreciate things. You wake up first thing and you're like, huh? And you're like <laughs> suddenly about to eat an egg. Like, what's that about? <laughs> yeah, right? But- My stomach's not even awake and then suddenly there's like yogurt? What's that? <laughs> Why? Um, I love breakfast for dinner too, but I'm going to say go out for breakfast. Um, next one is travel to the past or travel to the future. Ugh. Okay, I, like, hate to get grim and doom here. Yeah, like, <laughs> future's not, she's not looking very bright. Future is not looking hot. And, like, honestly, if, like, I got in a time machine and then I traveled to the future and it was just, like, a desolate wasteland and then I came back... I'd probably I would kill just, myself. I would, yeah, I would just feel so bummed about it. So I'm going to say to the past... Um, but, like, I would have to be real strategic about it because I would not be able to, like, LARP like, I would go back and I would, like, say some shit about, like, TikTok or, like, my iPhone. And then I would get, like, cat- trapped by the CIA. <laughs> You'd be, and be like, what do you know? <laughs> they just institutionalize you at that point. Yeah, immediately. Immediately. They're like, her armpits are not shaved. Institutionalized. <laughs> um... No, similarly to Dara, I don't really want to see the future. I'd like to live in the, um the the one little shred of like bliss that i have right now of not knowing even though like i know what's gonna happen but <laughs> so i'm going to the past i didn't mean it to be so dark and sad but i'm gonna go to no, the past. We t- <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say- I t- yeah we took it there we took it there. <laughs> uh next one is ponytail or braids 
Wait, Jen, you didn't say past or future. Oh, I said past. I said past. I said past. Oh, okay. Ponytail or braids? Ponytail's so easy. And you're a ponytail kind of gal, Jen. And when I have my hair up in a pony, and you have your hair up in a pony, and we're both together out in public, people are like, oh my god, you guys look so much like each other. And I'm like, and then we say the same words in the same, like, diction, (laughs) idiosyncrasy at the same time. Where we're like, oh my god, that's so great! <laughs> like, so like at the same time, we both like have like w- weird bangs and a ponytail, and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> but it's great because you're so great. So I'm like, well, if I can be like Jen, that's all right. So I'll say ponytail. Braids are too much work. I was gonna say it's interesting that you say that because when I met you, I think you only wore your hair in braids ever. I don't think I ever saw your hair down. I'm an updo kind of gal for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go ponytail, because I've never been good at braids, and I always have my hair layered, so whenever I do braid it, it gets those little spikes. Yeah, it gets spiky, spiky. and and I just get really mad. (laughs) I'm gonna go ponytail. Uh, Next one is Hall & Oates, or Tegan and Sarah? Okay, not to be homophobic, but I'm gonna pick Hall & Oates. (laughs) Because okay, you can't so say that during tickets. Pride Month. You can't say not so, to you. Oh I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But Jenna and I had literal tickets to go see Hollow Notes in yes. concert, like the month that the pandemic struck, and then they pushed it back eight million times, and then they're like, you know what? It's just you are refunded. It's it's over. And it was very sad because I was looking forward to being the youngest person by 20 years at a Hall & Oates concert. Yeah. I was ready to get so trashed with a bunch of, like, 50-year-old men. It was going to be <laughs> awesome. But That would be awesome. Um, I'm going to have to jump on this train with you, though, because I think I've maybe listened to one Tegan and Sarah song once, and that's it. I just know they're lesbians. They're twin lesbians. That's it. I couldn't name a song. They're Canadian. I couldn't name a song if you asked me to. They sing. So. Uh, they sing the Lego Movie theme song. Everything is awesome. You know that song, right? That does even less for me. <laughs> 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 no, I can't say I do. Um, so I'll stick with Hollow Notes. Okay. Well, I love Tegan and Sarah, but I'll I'll also pick Hollow Notes. Um, next one is work remote or go into the office. Uh, go into the office. I had to work my first like week of work remote because I had COVID. Hashtag Rona. Hashtag Miss Rona got me um, for my first week of work. And doing remote was fucking awful. I literally just like sat on my couch and like was sweaty and bored and sad. And now that I get to go into the office, I get to like, I'm not even social, but I like, like just being around people and being like, what can I help you with? As like a young person trying to like make a career, it just makes a whole lot of difference. So I've gotten to do a lot more shit. Um, yeah, I haven't worked remote but i did like the the school thing remote all like last year and i don't have the attention span for it i can't do it i turn into like a nine-year-old boy that needs like a fidget cube like in both hands kind of thing and i'm still not paying attention so i I need to be like physically in a space and like yeah like you said there like be socializing with other people because i can't socialize online it's more about, like, being held accountable, honestly, because if I'm physically in a space, I need to, like, posture myself to yeah. be, like, the best version, whereas it's, like, if I can have my camera off and I'm fucking, like, no, no way, yeah. no shot. No, no chance. What about you, Jen? Yeah, same thing, going to the office. Not, I never worked remote either, but I, I don't think it would be for me. Um, 
Next one is Jen. You're a physical therapist. You have to There's touch no people such thing as to change lives. <laughs> there's physically, unless we get into some deep like VR <laughs> haptic technology shit, there's no way yeah. you can do. No, your it actually. This is going into the future. The going into the future that you're speaking of is that you're gonna have to like wear a bodysuit <laughs> to like in the metaverse, like give someone a massage. No, it does exist. <laughs> like you can instruct people on exercises just by video chat and stuff like that. Like That's it's fucking telehealth. Stupid. Yeah. Um I mean That's I, I can't stupid. do it, but I'm sorry. Yeah. Um next one is tribute band or celebrity impersonator? Trivia no, tribute band. band. Tribute. Tribute band or celebrity impersonator. Honestly, I love a celebrity impersonator. I wish this is I'm really going off the rails right now, huh? If I could have any superpower in the world, it would be that I could have any like I could change my voice to match mm. anyone's voice. Because that way I could be a singer. I could be a celebrity impersonator slash comedian slash like voice actor on TV. So many opportunities, right? And so I always thought that that would be like the S tier. That's the superpower. I get a pill, anything, that's what I want. So I will say celebrity impersonator for that reason. Cause um, I'm also going to go celebrity impersonator. Tribute bands are just like kind of fucking lame. I don't know. <laughs> I love tribute bands. <laughs> <laughs> It's just because I saw, like, the, what was it, that show, like, the Beatles, like, Rain show or some shit like that, and it was, it was probably not even, like, the fact that the band was, like, the band was good, but the show was just so fucking boring, that I can't do it. Um, I, I think impressions are so fun, though, when, if, if people Mm. can do impressions, but I'm gonna say a tribute band. (laughs) Um, next one is Bitcoin or NFTs? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Fuck you! I'm not answering that question. I'm you sorry, have to Jen. Answer. Like, literally, you can literally edit it out. Fuck that. Sh- okay. No, I'll. Uh, Derek can opt out. I'm gonna just say Bitcoin because f- I can't say NFTs. Like I'm choosing the less. Yeah, fuck that. Shit. I'm choosing like the lesser of two evils here. Like both are awful, stupid <laughs> shit. But it's like a Pokemon evolution. Like Bitcoin's the first one, and NFTs is the second yeah. one, and I don't want to fucking know what the fir- third one will be. <laughs> I don't know. About- um what about you i'm gonna take nfts um (laughs) jen i just because they look like you think it has intrinsic art you yeah you think it has intrinsic artistic value but it fucking doesn't (laughs) uh next one is motown or disco Ooh. ah I love me some disco because I feel like, well, Motown, they're so close to each yeah. other, I feel like, in, in time. Cause, and they like kind of played off each other a little for bit. Sure. But I definitely think dis, disco for the, the culture of like the outfits and the scenery and sort of like the, the vibe that went along with disco and the fact that like the disco sucks movement sort of like spawned the like grunge riot movement yeah. is also kind of cool. So like I feel like what disco, I don't know sort of established also i just wear flare pants like mm-hmm. a- as much as i can so that's i have to say disco. um i'm gonna go motown because i'm a huge motown slut also i feel like without motown disco wouldn't have existed so so true yeah. so very so stick to that yeah me too i've been in a motown phase lately so good huge motown so guy good. um next one is teriyaki wings or buffalo wings i i see teriyaki wings are one of those things i wish i liked like tequila i just don't like or i'm um, sorry buffalo wings i don't like 
buffalo, like dip. Mm. I wish I had buffalo dip. It would allow me to like be social at football based events <laughs> a lot easier, but I just don't really like buffalo and I wish I did, but I'll have to go with teriyaki. I actually had teriyaki chicken for dinner this very night, so wild. Um, see, I absolutely adore buffalo anything, so I'll stick to the buffalo wings. Yeah, not me. I don't like spicy things, so I have to go with teriyaki. Mm. I think teriyaki is spicy. Yeah, you gave me those jeans, and I had to overcome, Jen. I had to overcome and train my taste buds to handle even a little cracked black pepper. It was a hurdle for me. Oh, my God. Um, Next one is sleep on your left side, sleep on your right side, or sleep on your back. Okay, I'm going to choose the fourth alternate. So I sleep on my stomach. I'm a stomach sleeper, which is fucked up because I have sleep apnea, so I'm supposed to wear the mask. (laughs) But the fact that I sleep on my stomach, like, physically impossible, you know? So when I go to my doctor, they're like, what? And I'm like, I I can't do it, man. I'm sorry. Like, I'm literally, like, face down stomach sleeper. Like, dead. (laughs) Like, corpse. Corpse pose. Dead. That's how I sleep. Um, See, I feel like I have, like, a routine Honestly, like I'll start on my stomach and then I'll flip to either my right or my left side and then I'll slip to the opposite one and then I finally end on my back and then like that's how I actually sleep. You do the it's full like a full 20- roll. <laughs> exactly. It's like a full 20 minute like routine that I do. I'm like coming to terms with the fact that I can't have my legs like crushed up against each other on my side every I'm like, I can feel my skin on my skin, and I don't like that. <laughs> I just have to sleep on my back. So I'll stick with back, because that's my, that's my actual truth. Um, I am a right-side sleeper, so I'm going to say sleeping on my right. Um, Do you know you're supposed to sleep on your left side for um, digestive yeah. health? Really? If you want your, like, your gut to like hang the right way in your carcass... Interesting. Carcass, you're huh. like, you're like, I don't know, your midsection just, to like digest food the right just, way. Lay on your right or left, left, know. lay on your left side. I just know that you're not supposed to sleep on your back if you get like sleep paralysis because that like, like, not spawns it, but like makes it come easier. So, well, because that's when you see the demons. If you have sleep paralysis when you're on your stomach, your eyes shoot <laughs> open, and what are you met with? The pillow. <laughs> not. Not Chris Pratt standing in the corner of my bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the next, uh, last one is iCarly or Hannah Montana. Oh, what a tough goings. I have to say, overarchingly, I think iCarly informed my personality more in the moment, but as a lasting piece of media, I think Hannah Montana means more to me. Like, looking back, like, I was like, oh, iCarly, they're so weird, but, like, looking back, I think, like, I, like, am still a f- not a fan, necessarily, but just, like, I just re- respect Miley Cyrus and the way that mm-hmm. she's, like, done her whole thing. It's just, like, interesting to watch, where it's, like, I don't really know what's Miranda Cosgrove doing it. I don't know. So, as a person who's, like, of similar age, watching Miley Cyrus, like, go through her whole shit was just, like, interesting mm-hmm. to me as an aging person. So, I'll say Hannah Montana for that reason, because, like, all her different music stages, and, like, growing up and being an industry baby. I don't know. It's just, it's a case study, so... I think I just had more of a connection to iCarly when I was younger. I feel like that was my, like, like base level for everything. I Definitely, like, Hannah Montana was, like, on my level and on my radar, but, like, not as much, I guess. I was a big Sam girl, so. Yeah. Gay. Yeah. Sorry. Exactly. Um, 
but I, I read a lot of um, Sam Carly fan fiction. I believe that. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about you, Jen? I am going to pick iCarly. Ooh, yeah, all right. So. And that is it for no theme, willy-nilly, chocolate or vanilla. I like this one. <laughs> Stunning. I love no themes. So so random. As iCarly would say, yeah, really. so random. Um, we love to have you on the show playing this game. Jen, as I said earlier, if you have ideas, send them in to us. And uh, like uh, 50% of the time I actually post them, but I always say I'm going to post them. So maybe I'll post them on our Instagram and y'all can vote for what your favorite random shit is. And that could be fun. Um, and we love you, Jen. Thank you for showing up to host the and segment. And too. Have an awesome week. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. The glaring thing that kind of did turn me off about this movie was just, like, the, like, white colonialism of it yeah. all. Like, and obviously, like, I don't know, in 1999, this was not, like... A thing that... It wouldn't have been addressed or people, like, weren't thinking exactly. about it. But it was, like, l- literally, like, the people who were supposed to be rooting for, I'm, like, actively, like, no, you're the bad guy. You're, like, literally stealing artifacts to go bring to your, like, fucking white European homeland mm-hmm. to put in fucking, like, to pawn off to museums. Like, absolutely the fuck not. And every time that the, the pharaoh security detail rolls up and is like, hey, like, we've just told you time and time again to, like, not come fuck with the artifacts <laughs> and, like, you're gonna die and whether it's, like, us or someone else or, like, the curse yeah. or whatever, like, you you will die, so maybe just, like, don't continue and then they're like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Okay, and then they keep going. And I'm just like, literally, they deserve to get yeah. shot at this point because it's just... I don't know. It's so annoying. And I'm like, I'm here for the Scarab Beetles. I'm like, they released the Scarab Beetles, and then they devoured that man. And I'm like, you know what? As they should. Not their yeah. fault. They're just doing what they do. That's an what? animal. Even even the mummy, you know? They could have just killed him. After they found out he was trying to resurrect the, the dead pharaoh's girlfriend, and they were like, they could have just staked through the heart a little gun... Uh, knife wound to the side, no guns. Um, they could have just killed him. The right? Instead, they're like, I we're gonna so. curse. Emotep. Yeah, they literally could have just no, killed him. No, because they were like, he's immortal. Like, you can't. Un- they, that's why they had to find, like, the gold book or whatever it was. No, I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about in the very first sequence of the movie when they put the curse oh. on him the, in the ancient uh-huh. times. Right, right, they didn't have to they, curse him that bad. They, they didn't have to. They were like, "This is the worst curse we've ever done, and it's gonna, it's gonna be tricky." And I'm like, "You literally could just like knife him in the side and be like, done." Yeah. Like, why would you ever like chance like him coming back and wreaking like eternal havoc on the entire world? Like, why do that? That's like for the drama. We're gonna just trust. We're gonna trust that these beetles are gonna get the job <laughs> done. And I'm like, how about the nine foot long sword you have strapped to your side like let's not take any chances with that and that's like when he comes back i'm like he's just pissed i'd be mad too they cursed him and they put the beetles in there he's like i just want my girlfriend back <laughs> i kind of side with the mummy <laughs> and then you wake up you wake up thousands of years later and you see a bunch of white people fucking robbing your ancestral homeland no fucking shot absolutely not i would also sacrifice rachel weiss i'd be like okay dumb bitch you love egyptology so much fucking commit (laughs) i like the narrative that he just wants his girlfriend back 
Right? Well, like, that kind of is the whole thing. But, like, also, you know, like, releasing the, the ten plagues or whatever. Yeah. But, like, that was not his choice. They literally thrust that yeah. on him. He never wanted this. The mommy was innocent. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, justice for Emotep, for real. <laughs> but it's, like, it also is, like, kind of, I mean, not, like, I'm sure they didn't think of it as tasteless at that time, but it's just, like, so blatantly tasteless the way that they have, like, all the different kind of archetypes of the, like, white colonialist entering uh, culture. And, like, so they have, like, Rachel Wise being, like, the, I'm an academic, and I'm here because I want to learn. But, like, it's, like, actively destroying uh-huh. and, like, being problematic and, like, stealing things. But, like, she's doing yeah. it for for This is a historically like, accurate still white person. Excuse. But then they also have the team of the people who are like, we don't give a fuck about the culture. We're just treasure hunters. And, like, they, like, all steal those, like, little animal carving scrimshaw Uh type things. They're like, this is treasure. We have the treasure. And then they all have to, like, get them back. But, like, I just think that there are just so many examples of, like... And they all are surrounded by Egyptian people constantly being like, hey, maybe don't touch (laughs) that. Hey. There's, like, don't maybe don't read from the curse Mm -hmm. book. That's just, like, hot tip. And then they just continue to do it. And I'm like, oh, this is just, like, a little glaringly tasteless. But Yeah. 1999, I guess. But I also just, like, didn't really like the way. So it's obviously two groups of white people, but they also have, like, Egyptian locals kind of peppered throughout their teams or whatever. So we have, like, the sort of professor doctor Mm -hmm. guy who's with the American people. But then we have Benny, obviously, who's kind of just, like, there. (laughs) Um, I don't really know what he's bringing to the table. But then, um, what's his name? Warden. Oh. Who gets the beetle in in him and dies. At the beginning, he's sort of, like, their travel companion, Mm -hmm. I guess, with between Evelyn and O'Connell. And he's sort of just with them. And they're constantly just being, like he's kind of, like, the guy they don't want around, and they just, like, keep talking about how stinky he is. <laughs> They're like, oh, you stinky Egyptian man who just is coming along for it's the so ride. Bad. We fucking hate your guts. We fucking yeah. hate you. And it's then like- he gets the beetle up in his skin, which is, uh so gross, and then he just runs straight into a wall and dies. And then they, like, literally laugh about yeah. it afterwards. They're like, that guy was so silly. <laughs> and I'm like, he, he's he Yeah, he's dead. He perished in, like, a, in a not fun uh-huh. way. <laughs> They're like, what do you think? Killed him. I bet it was the drinking. I was like, what? yeah. And then they all proceed to get <laughs> that stinky, silly man. All right. They all proceed to get like shit faced off of his booze. It's like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah, I didn't I didn't love the sort of like all the Egyptian characters like were caricatures mm-hmm. of like that sort of thing. Whereas like we just I don't know I. Again, 1999, but does not hold up in a good way today. No, for sure not. Um, Do we want to get into our regularly scheduled programming? Yeah. Sweet. Sure. Um, So Fuck, Mary Kill is a bit difficult for this movie. There's a lot of fuckable people. Because I think if you would argue that the main three characters are Rick O'Connell... Evelyn, and then her brother, I think that's just, like, what's it, Jonathan? Jonathan's the brother? If we do those three, we're both obviously killing Jonathan, like, no no cap. 
then I guess what I I guess it could be some okay. debate between I, I think it would easily be though you yeah, marry obviously. Evelyn and you kill I'm just not Rick gonna because I just can't deal with a man who's gonna like throw me over his shoulder and lock me in a room and be like you can't come on yeah. the adventure even though he was kind of valid for that she was not helpful he was like I'm gonna go do a gunfight and she's like can I come and he's like you're not gonna be helpful you're just- and she's like but I want to come and he's like no you have to stay and then every time there is a fight she just ends up like laying on the ground like I'm like yeah you were you weren't he's like, he's like you're okay. just you're just gonna true. create more problems because I'm gonna have to save you while I'm also fighting seventeen other mummies. <laughs> Because you're going to, like, accidentally pull a latch that, like, releases a different exactly. curse. Or, like, releases a big yeah. a big booby trap. The Beatles are coming. Us. Like, you just seem like that kind exactly. of bitch. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I will not be marrying the misogynist in this case. I'll fuck him. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, he can throw the chair at me. Yeah, he can hold me up to a ceiling <laughs> fan. I'd be like, ooh. But no, I'm I'm definitely marrying Rachel Weiss. She can, she can read to me. I want her to read to me. <laughs> In fucking read some hieroglyphics. Yeah, uh-huh. um, this is again like the way that this movie is so similar to all the other ones we've covered. Atlantis, like she can read the dead language. <laughs> like this movie is also so Atlantis For real. of like a group of outsiders invading, like a, in like disrupting the uh-huh. culture of like an ancient society, and then like getting shit all fucked up. And then our protagonist is just like, I know how to read the old books. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I'm the only one within thousands of miles. <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> out of the whole movie, though, I'm gonna... Who am I gonna kill? Um, I think I'm gonna kill... I'm actually gonna kill um, O'Connell, because without him, none of this would have happened. The mummy would have stayed dead. True. Everything would have been fine. You don't think that Evelyn would have somehow still weaseled her way over to that, like, no. runes and just, like, no. fucked shit up? I think, honestly, I think no. her pussy kind of guided her on this one a little bit. Because it was, like, <laughs> after she got kissed through the bars, she couldn't stop thinking about it. I was like, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> I was like, she needed that man. I don't think she could have persuaded the Americans or anyone else to take her or find her way. Um... And so I'm going to kill him just to prevent um, all of the hijinks and the death of the innocent um, that happened in this movie. Um, And then I'm going to fuck Evelyn and I'm going to marry... He's like the head of the King's Guard um, of like like this time sort of thing. I don't know what his... With the under Yeah, I don't know what his name is, but, like, he's just, like, he's really committed and dedicated to his job, and he's super hot while doing it, Mm -hmm. so I'm I'm gonna kick it with him. He seems like he just knows when to, like, he's got, like, a good work-life balance, you know what I mean? I, see, I would argue, I'm surprised you want to marry him, I feel like he has no work-life balance, you're just gonna be alone at home night and day because he's just out fucking telling these white people to stop fucking with the artifacts. But I feel like how often, like, how often do people actually find this, like, lost city? You know what I mean? It's not very often. Like, this is probably, like, the first time in, like, I mean, like, mind you, Brendan Fraser was there, like, three years prior, but it's, like, every couple of years someone stumbles upon it, you know what I mean? (laughs) He has to take a business trip Exactly. Like, that's fine with me. He, like, gets to ride his horse out there, like, maybe, like, once or twice a week. 
to like check and see if anyone's there and that's it. Yeah. Like, okay. We're kicking it. I I see that. Uh-huh. I feel that. Plus he's just really hot. Um, the under eye tattoos did something for me. Yeah. Definitely the the eye tattoos for sure. Um I I feel like I'm going to give like honorable mention to the head of the American treasure. Is this thieves? the one with the glasses? That like he the was, glasses. It was giving. It Milo was giving thatch. Milo Fatch, and Milo I loved thatch. his outfit a lot. Um, the Velmaism of him, though, the poor guy. I can't find <laughs> my glasses. And then he loses his eyeballs. Felt pretty keen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then he gets here's his the thing: is do you think that the but, mummy would also need glasses if he took his eyeballs? Yeah. So <laughs> like you true. took the guy that has like the shittiest vision. The way that they, like, portrayed him, like, without his glasses and everything was just, like, blurry. I'm like, this. if this man's vision was actually this bad, his glasses would have had to be an inch and Yeah, like Coke thick. bottles. Like, they were right in front of him and he was like, what? Where? Where are they? And then they got uh-huh. smushed. But I will not be fucking marrying or killing him because he is still a white guy who thinks he can steal... Pr- yeah. From other cultures for his personal profit. So not not my jam, but he was kind of sexy. Um I think I'm gonna so I'm gonna marry the um Captain Winston, the really old oh. guy who just kind of bumbles around. He's drunk all because the time. I, I'm hoping he has one one foot out the door, or I could like I don't know if he's rich. Do like war captains? I mean he must be rich if he just like is like bumming yeah. in Egypt. I like how- I don't know. I think I have something to... I like how they, like, find him, like, in the middle of the desert under an umbrella with, like, no one else around, just, like, waiting for something to happen. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like he's, like, a, like an eccentric, rich war <laughs> veteran who I could probably, like, benefit somehow yeah. from taking advantage of, which makes, you know, I'm a bad person, but that's I'll marry him. Um, I'm definitely... I'm gonna fuck... O'Connell, um, and I'm gonna kill, I'm just gonna kill Imhotep straight mm. up from the beginning, so then nothing gets cursed. Fair. You know? Right as soon as, as soon as this bitch kills herself, and is like, you can bring me back, right? No sweat? And he's like, sure. If she knifes herself, then I would just knife him. That's a good call. And then, or maybe, bef- maybe even before she kills herself, I'll just knife him, and then I'll be like, girl, like, let's go over drinks, talk about how you need to reevaluate your priorities yeah. here. And, like, do you need a blanket? Like, <laughs> Can we get, like, at least a shawl for you? <laughs> That's yeah. good. Um, and so what are you gonna eat and drink with this? Okay, so, like, I'm literally so dumb. <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> I was, like, in my head, I was, like, okay, mummies, mummification, the preservation of a body involves sort of a fermentation Mm -hmm. process. And then I was, like, what alcohol is fermented? And then I was, like, wait, (laughs) all of it. Like, literally all of it. And then I was, like, I'm, because literally my note was, like, fermented alcohol? Dot, dot, dot. What are my options? And I was, like, all of them. (laughs) Literally all of them. (laughs) But so, I think if you want to get, like, extra fermentation-y about it, use kombucha as your mixer. Love that. So, I don't don't really care for, like, the hard kombuchas, like, the sort of, like, seltzer-adjacent hard kombuchas, but I do like using regular kombucha as a mixer, like, you just put vodka in a kombucha, um, because 
I, for some reason, they, like, the bad aftertastes neutralize each other out, and it ends up just being, mm. like, super drinkable. So I think some sort of, like, kombucha-based fun Cute. mixed drink to lean into the, the fermentation yeah. of it all. And then as far as foods, if you wanted to get into, like, pickled like pickles or like maybe like a pickled onion i feel like we literally said something about like this in a previous episode so maybe i'm just being repetitive but also this movie just kind of makes me want to eat a graham cracker because everything is like sand sandy so just like i don't know like graham crackers Mm -hmm. with peanut butter fair enough (laughs) um i went a little more um (laughs) a little harder than graham crackers (laughs) Um, so instead of thinking sand, this movie gives me bones. Everyone's bones. Um, which we've definitely kind of used this in a way adjacent to bones before, but I think you make, like, you get, like, some sort of wing. I'd say, like, uh, like a honey soy garlic wing sort of thing. You know what I mean? It's a little zesty, a little spicy, just like this movie. Um. Yes. Yes. It's gonna make me sweat a little. Um. And for a drink, this movie also reminds me of the bugs. It's a bug movie as well. Those beetles are always around. Um, but, so I was like, okay. Um, it sort of got me on the tangent of, like, do you remember those, like, scorpion lollipops that, like, people had and all that? You could yes. also get those. But, yes. like, I was thinking for a drink. You know how there's those tequilas that have a worm in it? Mezcal. Yeah, mezcal. So you get, like, a mezcal or anything like that, and you make, um, it's, like, a classic 20s drink, is, like, making, like, a, te- like, a sour, like, a tequila sour with it, because it's very, like, with the times, it's very easy, very simple, everything like that, yeah. but you also got the worm element, so. There's, like, a thing about how if you, you eat like, the worm that's at the bottom, it's, it's supposed to, like, make you trip, and so I think it, my father-in-law, like, always tells the story about how, like, him and his friends, like, try like they had like nips of them i guess and there was like the worm at the bottom so they wanted to save all the worms to like eat all the worms at once but really they were just like fucked up because they'd been ripping mezcal nips so they were like the worms are working but really it was just like they had just drank a lot of mezcal so yeah by the time you get to the bottom of mezcal regardless of whether you eat the worm or not you will be fucked yeah you're hammered um And what are you following this movie up with? So, I think there's some very obvious paths to take. Okay. Like, I watched this movie with Henry, and he made the really great observation of, like, if you told somebody to, like, recap the plot of Indiana Jones, but, like, they hadn't watched Indiana Jones in ten years, (laughs) then maybe they would describe the plot to the mummy. Like, it's like somebody really (laughs) poorly recapping, like, Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. Yeah. And so I really feel that. And it is very similar, like, archaeologist doing action adventure. So you can always go Indiana Jones. I also feel very National Treasure. Yeah, I, like, I knew you were going to say the, National Treasure. You've got the treasure hunters versus the people doing it for education, mm-hmm. both going after the same thing at the same time, you know. So obviously there's the National Treasure of it all. And then mostly, though, I'm going to recommend a movie that we've covered on this podcast, which is the live-action Scooby-Doo. Because the... The CGI of this feels very similar. Mm. I was like, this is, like, the CGI in Scooby-Doo. This is, like, when their souls get, like, sucked out out of their body and, like, bounced around. It was very much giving that. And then you also have the whole, like, they're on the tropical island and they're, like, fucking with an ancient culture Mm. plotline as well with that one. So I think you should go watch the live-action Scooby-Doo and then go listen to our episode that we did about it. 
Self-plug. <laughs> That's a really good one. Um, I like that a lot better than mine. Um, because I, like I said before, it's like a 60-40 split of all the times that I like action movies. And I'm going to tell you to watch one that I really enjoy, which is Troy. Um, it's, I don't know, what 2000-something. I'm not sure what timeline it is. But it's like everyone, in, similarly to this movie, everyone is so sexy. It's Brad Pitt, Orlando Bloom... Like, Sean Bean is in it, and, like, Brian Cox as well, who I just adore. Um, but, like, it's one I've of those things... I've never seen this movie. It's literally... It's all about Troy and all that stuff. But, like, in the way that, like, this movie is, like, talking about, like, an ancient culture and everything like that, I'm like, okay, I want to go and, like, watch a movie about, like, an actual one and everything like that. And I just love the action in it. It's more sword fighting and all that stuff, but... Interesting. I'll have to give a... I've never even heard of it. I'll have to check it out. But, yeah. And what would you rate this? I'm going to give it a six. Mm. It's, like, fun, but I really wouldn't, like, watch it again. I think I was pretty drunk when I watched it, which made it kind of fun. And I think if, like, you know, a non-consequential movie to just, like, put on for people to passively watch, definitely Mm. good for that. But as far as, like, actually what it's bringing to the table, it's just, like, hot people romping around, which which is great. And that's mm. that's the six of it. But otherwise, I I don't I wouldn't really see myself like returning to this on my own. It's like a, oh like that. I love it. But again, maybe it's just because this was the first time I ever watched it. But it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So. See, I I really enjoyed this movie. I had a good time with it. Um, so I'm gonna give it a seven. I think um, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going to. Honestly, and I thought the pacing was really good. Personally, like I don't mind drawn out action sequence, especially like if it's like this kind of like fun little hijinks action sequence. Um, so yeah, soft seven. Nice. Um, and shouts out to all the people who recommended that we cover this one and then also last week we're like we're doing the ultimate by fantasy movie take a guess and i think we had a couple people assigned to the dm to be like obviously you're covering the mummy and we were like yeah yes <laughs> like yes we couldn't have been less obvious about uh-huh. it so shouts out to everyone um on that front and also thank you to everyone who submitted your queer sexual awakening suggestions for this month we had a lot of fun with it happy pride as always and i don't think we've decided what we're doing next month so uh it's still up in the air so send us your suggestions as always for themes movie suggestions just like thoughts just send me what you're thinking about, um, movie-wise, or just otherwise in general. Chocolate or vanilla ideas and themes are also always appreciated by both us and Jen. And yeah, just drop us a line, say hi, what's up. All of our information is in the description below, as well as our... We're, like, reevaluating our YouTube situation because we, like, didn't properly have the equipment to, like, make that happen mm-hmm. when we were trying to, so we're not putting up as much visual content as we had intended to but hopefully we'll be getting like nicer cameras so that we can start doing that in the future so go subscribe for when that happens and then also our um, merch and our website and all that good stuff like i've said in the past even if you don't like buy anything even if you just like click on shit that still like is helpful you know or like same thing with social media even if i don't know just click on shit if you're if you want to scroll scroll through our shit to give us better listings i guess if you feel so inclined. Um, (laughs) But as always, uh, thank you so much for listening, signing off. Goodbye and good night.